Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I am a divorced single father of five kids. Welcome to my show. <laughs> so I, I love doing this podcast. I love talking to people all over the world and letting them see a little bit of what my life is like, um, a, a little bit of what life can be, will be, should be, I don't know, if you want to take any advice from me or somebody else, it's always good because we can take little bits of advice from people and incorporate them into our own lives. And that will make us a better person. I mean, after all, when we watch TV or go out in life or experience new things, we do take certain experiences and incorporate them into what we call our life. So, before I get on with the show, I like to start out with a little poem. What fills your heart with love? A child's love and smile. For a child will be with you forever. Forever is only a little while. <laughs> That's right. Kids don't stay with us forever because they, they grow up. Sort of like, and I use this analogy all the time, I have plants a flower bed and in the spring I'll seed all the flowers into the to the dirt I'll water them I'll make sure the seeds are nice and warm and they're healthy and sooner or later I'll get a nice beautiful little plant now here's the thing I'll have these beautiful flowers all summer but then by the end of the season well flowers don't last forever <laughs> thank goodness our kids do but it's a reminder about life that we have to cherish every moment we have with our children because we're not going to be there forever and children are not going to be small forever. Which brings me to the topic of this show. Today, July 2nd, it is my oldest daughter's birthday, Myasin. That's right, she's my firstborn, the very first child I ever had. And it's a special day for her because she's 27. And like many of you know, she is a new mother. She has a son, Isaac. And I'm very proud of her. I'm very happy because to see my child grow up into this fine young woman, this fine young lady, makes me proud. Says, hey, you know, maybe you did something right. Which brings a smile to my face and happiness in my heart. And on my deathbed, I'll die Contempt knowing that my daughter's going to be okay and she has her baby and she's going to look after him. Hopefully, using the knowledge and experiences that I have given to her in the past as far as being a parent. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. I had always wanted to be a parent ever since I was a little kid. I remember being in the first grade and I just had it in my head one day I'm going to be a daddy now I'm going to have to put it into perspective I believe the words were I'm going to be a mommy because my mom had taken care of us but I was always with my mom my dad was always working but I realized well according to society at that point in time that we're talking over 50 years ago you know traditionally they said you know guys are going to be dads but nowadays it's different you know things change so I always said, I'm going to be a daddy, and I cannot wait. And I couldn't. 
because I said, I want to, I want to take care of a kid just like my parents took care of me. Now, growing up, I would see my parents take care of me. That they'd always have food on the table. We'd always have clothes on our backs. I mean, it, it was it was great. It it was a happy childhood. Now, I never thought about being poor because everybody in my neighborhood was poor. Even though I went to the suburbs for school, where the kids had a little bit of money, they dressed a little bit differently. But I was happy because my parents never made it a big deal saying we were poor and I I didn't really care I guess when you have love of a parent and you have food on a table and clothes on your back and a happy environment you're just happy and that's a good thing because kids don't don't need to be stressed out saying you know where are we gonna live what are we gonna eat and all this and that kids need to know that they're gonna be loved they're gonna be taken care of and I I knew that right away I think my parents did a great job raising me, and I'm very happy for that. I mean, I was so lucky I didn't fall through the cracks. I never got on drugs. Um, I, I, I rarely drink. Um, my parents never had to bring me home from the police station for disorderly conduct, or the cops never had to bring me home. I never smoked because my parents instilled and us, that smoking's bad. And I, I listened to them. I listened to what they had to say. As far as drinking, though, uh, the reason why I, I didn't really drink is because, one, I never really saw my parents drink. I mean, with the exceptions of every Sunday, my dad would drink some beer watching the game. That's the only time I ever seen him drink anything. And I never really liked the taste of beer, to be honest. But that being said, I also would see family members, relatives, who had a drinking problem. And because of the drinking problems, it led to some bad things like a house catching on fire, um, vehicle accidents. And I always wondered, because I was told, this could be a genetic thing, being an alcoholic or, or a choice. I didn't know whether or not, whether I even drank, if it would be something that my body would enjoy and say, hey, you need more. You got to get more of this. Or if it was a choice. So I always said, I'm, I'm not even going to go down that road. Now, I'm not going to say I don't drink anything. I do like wine coolers. I do like a glass of wine every now and then. But because I'm very cheap, I'm not going to pay that kind of money. That stuff is expensive. I'd rather drink ginger ale or root beer have like a root beer float or spend it on, I don't know, some junk food or something. <laughs> something that doesn't cost as much as that. But, you know, like, like I said, when you have parents who, who are a pretty good role model, you try to emulate them. So my parents took care of me. They always made sure I was safe. And that's good. Now, here's the thing. I remember when I got out of high school, I ended up, I'm going to make the, the long story short, I ended up getting a kitten and I took care of the kitten and I knew then having a kitten was a responsibility and I think it's good that kids can have some kind of a pet, a pet that they can take care of, a pet that gives them some responsibility because having that cat, I knew the cat had to eat, 
I knew the cat had to have its litter changed. I knew you had to play with the cat. You had to talk to the cat. You had to groom the cat. You had to take the cat to the doctor regularly. I had to check the cat's ears for mites. I had to comb the cat and make sure the cat didn't have fleas. But I, I, I do remember one time that my, my cat had some kind of fleas or something. So I went, this is when I first got the cat. So I, I, I went to the, to the vet and I said, I don't know why my cat has fleas. And, my, and, the doc, and the doctor said, well, did you check the kitty litter? Check that first. I had to learn you had to change that kitty litter all the time. You just can't let it pile up. Great experience, great learning experience. I was a kid. I had never had a cat before. And at that time, we didn't have the internet. You don't have the internet like you do today. You had the regular library. But there really weren't a lot of books in the Dewey Decimal System. If you're my age and you know what that is, that would explain on how to care for a cat. Now, nowadays, if you want to care for a cat or a pet, you, you have a phenomenal library, a worldwide web of information that you can use to care for a cat, just like a baby if you want some advice, and just like a podcast if you want to listen. It gives you a little bit of advice. So it, it's really good, in my opinion, if, if a child has, has a pet, to teach them love, to teach them responsibility, to teach them that, there is something there that needs you a lot more than you need yourself. So today is my daughter's birthday. She's 27 years old. She has a baby, about two or three months. And it's great to see how she can take care of her baby. She's very responsible. And I never thought in a million years I'd see her grow up and, and have kids. I guess it never dawned on me. But the bottom line is I did know that one day hopefully she would have kids. But I, when you have kids, you think of your kids as little babies. You don't think of them as full-grown adults because I see my daughter still as a tiny little baby, as the baby I want to hold and give her hugs and kisses, the baby I want her to sit on my lap and I hold her while I'm watching TV saying, Daddy loves you, everything will be okay. She's the baby I remember when she cried, and it just broke your heart when she cried, but I just wanted to be there and comfort her. I'd put her on my lap, put her head under my chin and say, it's okay, daddy's here, it's okay, it's okay. You get a lot of memories when you have children. And one of, one of the best memories I can honestly say I, I do have, I mean, there's a lot of memories, but one that really sticks out is my daughter, I don't know, she, she was sick. She might have eaten something, but kids get sick. And, and when they're sick, they're, they're helpless. They want a parent there because you'll make them feel better. And my daughter, she was vomiting, heaving in the toilet. And I was right there rubbing her back, holding her long hair back so she wouldn't get sick on it. And I'm saying, it's okay, honey. Daddy's right here. And she's crying. And just the fact that I could make her feel better, that she knew she was not alone, that I was going to be right there every step of the way. That's, that's a memory I hold. Now, if I were to ask my daughter, she'll say, I was sick, Dad. I, was, I, just, I, I didn't want to be bothered. But for me, I wanted to be there and make sure she was okay. And as a parent, that's what you want to do. And you'll, you'll get so many great memories like this you know, through the sick times and the good times. I remember we went to the beach and I'm playing with her in the water. 
then the water was too cold. I live in Massachusetts, so up here, like Hamden Beach and Mesquamacate Beach, that water is ice cold. So I'll be in the water for like, a, I don't know, maybe five minutes, and then I, I, I'm back. I'm back on that blanket under, under the umbrella, relaxing. But, you know, you have to keep an eye on your kids because you don't want them going out too far. And they, they had a great time. So, you know, I always hope that my kids had a positive childhood with filled with great happy memories. And of course, there's going to be some bad memories. I mean, kids ride bicycles, they fall. Kids get hurt. But it's it's the happy memories you really want to emphasize on. And it's to me, it's great being a great being a dad. I love being a dad. And I love how my daughter has enriched my life ever since she was a little kid. I think she's enriched my life more than anything. It's funny. I can say I've had pets after high school, and those pets hold a special little place in my heart. I love cats. I've, I've, I've had a couple dogs. Um, dogs have a different temperament. Some can be really nippy, um, but... You have to accept the dogs when they're dogs because they're, they're dogs, just like you have to accept your kids. And I'm not going to say every kid's going to be perfect, but you have to understand and you have to make sure you understand your children because every kid's going to be different. So my oldest daughter, I have her. I have another daughter, another daughter, so that's three, and two sons. And they're all different. They all are different in their own special ways. And I've made memories with all of them, different memories. They have different experiences because they have different lives because they don't walk in each other's shoes. <laughs> and that's a good thing. My daughter, given all her experiences with me, I can see how when she takes care of her child, her, her baby son, I can see how she loves her son I can see how she cares for herself. Now, I, I remember when my daughter was little, she said, Dad, you're overprotective. You're way, it, used to, it used to make her upset. And I said, well, one day you'll have a child. And let's see if you'll be as overprotective. I'm always going to be scared when my daughter steps off the front porch and walks towards the street. I'm going to pull her back and say, hey, it's not safe. I'm always going to tell her when she was younger, hold my hand when we're in a crowd. Because I don't want you getting lost or snatched up. I'm always going to tell her, you stay close to me in the grocery store because I got to keep an eye on you. I'm always going to tell her, I love you. That's why I'm such a strict parent. That's why I'm overprotective. And maybe one day you'll understand. Well, I think that one day is here. <laughs> Even though she doesn't want to admit it, she's going to have to admit the fact that she loves her child and she's overprotective. So she she came back home, and, and she's back home here. So I remember when she first brought the baby home, that baby was with her, lock and key, right by her side. She'd carry the baby everywhere. Bathroom, kitchen, this and that. And I said, honey, you know, you can put the baby in a bassinet, and this and that. She goes, no, baby's got to be with me. And I'm saying to myself, okay, here we go. The overprotective. She's trying to say she would never be like me. She'd never be overprotective, but here we go. <laughs> and it sort of made me laugh because I'm saying to myself, didn't you say you, you didn't like it when I was overprotective? But you know what? I hope she is overprotective. I hope she loves her son so much she worries about him all the time because as a parent, a parent worries. A parent worries about what's going to happen to their child. 
How can you not? If you love your child, you want what's best for your child. When I first had my, when I first had Maya, my my first child, I was always worried because I watch a lot of news, and news can be so scary. It it can be the scariest thing in the world. You think going in the ocean, worrying about sharks is scary. You think going on an airplane and worrying if it's going to make it to its destination is scary. I'm going to tell you right now, when you have a child and you're looking for daycare. After the news I watched, you're always worried that your child might get abused or something might happen to your child. And I always wanted to make sure my child was safe. So I had worked in a bank first shift. It was a pretty good job. I, I, I liked it. I'm, very, I'm a very social person. I love talking to people. It was a nice air-conditioned environment. You get to sit down. You interact with people. It was a good job. I loved it. But... Uh, my wife at the time wanted to put my child in daycare, and I said, I don't know about that. I said, I think I, I would rather watch her and uh, make sure she's safe. So I sacrificed, and that's what parents have to do. I left that job to work third shift in a factory. Yeah, a factory. And I did that for years but I wanted to make sure my child was safe. So during the day, I'd watch my child, feed her, change the diaper, play with her, take her out to the park, socialize with her, watch TV, play games, just to make sure she's safe. I always wonder if that kind of sacrifice paid off. If it was a good move, but I don't have to wonder anymore because I know it was a great move because my daughter grew up safe. My daughter grew up into a very fine young woman. She's smart, she went to college. She has friends, she has family. She has a great head on her shoulders and I'm very proud of that. She's such a good girl. Now, I'm not gonna say we get along great all the time because we do tend to butt heads. But maybe that's what being a parent is. Sometimes you do butt heads. But one thing's for sure, she knows I love her. And she knows I will always love her. And today is her birthday, and I just wanna say, Maya, I love you so much. And I wanna wish you a happy, 27th birthday and many more you have a great life ahead of you great times and great memories and you're going to make great memories with your newborn baby Isaac and all I can do is wish you the best and happy birthday and now it's story time A lion and a mouse is the name of the story. Once upon a time, there lived a lion and a mouse. One day, the lion was asleep. The mouse started to play on it. The lion woke up. He caught the mouse and was about to kill it. The mouse requested for forgiveness. Please, please don't kill me. Please have a heart. The lion, taking pity on the mouse, let him go. After some days, the lion was caught in a net. 
The mouse happened to walk by, climbed on the lion and cut the net with its teeth. The lion was free and the lion thanked the mouse. The moral of the story is, do good, have good. I want to thank everybody for joining me today. Listen, if you enjoyed this podcast, honestly, you can download any of my past podcasts morning or night. You can hear it all over the internet. (laughs) It'd be great for you to hear what I had to say. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. It's free. Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised, so don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, thanks for joining me here today. Let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back. (laughs) Peace, and I will see you later. Bye.